0: Hello, Kool-Aids. Welcome to Barça Talk. I am your host, Gabriel Quiroga, here in the Spanish capital. In today's episode, Craig McGuff joins me as we talk about the Mallorca match last night, as well as the off-season for FC Barcelona. But before we get to that conversation, just wanted to remind you about our Barça Talk event that's happening May 21st weekend. We're all going to the Villarreal match, and we are meeting up at Canessa Beer Bar, that's uh, located in Le Jample. We're just having a meet-and-greet. should be pretty fun. So if you're in Barcelona for the match... Or you live in Barcelona. It would be great to see you. Uh, You can get further details on our social media and website. So really looking forward to that event. Here is the conversation Craig and I had last night about the Mallorca match and, more importantly, the off-season for FC Barcelona. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com.
1: It's my little escape.
0: Now Judy's the life of the party.
1: Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon.
0: Whoa, take it easy, Judy. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by
1: law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: I basically have to eat some crow because uh, I don't. I don't like to admit when I'm wrong in sports, but uh, here, here you go, Craig. Uh, you are right. Benzema is really good.
1: <laughs> he, he he is amazing. He is the he one for you. He is the anti Dembele. I don't know if I've said this before, but like Benzema looks horrible ninety five percent of the time he's on a football field. Yet he's one of the most effective strikers I think I may have ever seen, and that's probably hyperbole, but I'll go with it. Dembele looks amazing until he's needed, and then he looks horrific. And I know we'd rather have. I know they play different positions. That's not a direct comparison, but Benzema is an absolute master of just getting shit done.
0: And that's really what it is. I mean, we just we were just talking beforehand about you know uh, scouting and all these different things Mm -hmm. in different American sports, and that's really what it comes down to, right? It's just converting your opportunities and and goal scoring is, you know, as a forward the ultimate marker and Benzema, especially against Manchester City. I was like, you know, especially with Man City going up two nothing, I was like, Oh yes, this is beautiful. Like there's and then scores and then that PK was just Ridiculous. Like the Panenka that he just yeah. did was it was amazing. So I got E Crow. You were right. I was wrong on that. Uh, <laughs> I still don't like him. I still don't like him, but I do respect the game. Like yeah. I respect the thing because I was just I wanted to bring this up as well because obviously yesterday Real Madrid were officially crowned yeah. La Liga champions for the season. And you know, I don't know. if This is a team that they will be forever remembered for anything particular. Obviously, I would just say uh, they were the most consistent, obviously, throughout the season with the least amount of injuries, kind of. And you know, Ancelotti did a really good job again of managing the team. And again, that to me was a surprise of him mm-hmm. coming this season. And you got to give kudos to Madrid because you know, uh, you know, there was maybe a. a Shadow. I mean, a little bit of a doubt there in when we beat them in the classical that we could creep up, but they basically snuffed it out. So credit to them. And again, they continue to find ways. uh Like I was telling Mariana on Friday, they're just like a cockroach. Like you cannot uh, just assume that they're going to be gone. You know, especially in their Champions League run. So it's yeah. going to be interesting to see what happens this week with those matches.
1: I Agreed. I mean, you know, it's in it's in it's in their DNA, isn't it? Kind of winning. Winning is everything to them, and and fair play to them. There's a lot I inherently dislike about the club and their fans, but you know, I don't think anyone can deny how they how they pursue and celebrate victories. And I think they're in an interesting position this year because they were kind of damned if they did not damned if they didn't with the situation Barca in it. You know, if they went and you know, obviously, you know, if I bring it back to to, to my other club, Celtic, a second, who um, you know, obviously, basically guaranteed the league this uh, today with a, a quite a difficult result actually against. Uh, against the the new Rangers. Um but you know when 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 they were winning title after title after title when you know when Rangers died, um, you're kinda of damned if you didn't, damned if you didn't, and Brendan Rodgers got a bit of stick and so did run a dial. And I felt Madrid were in a similar position this year where if they go and win it by twenty five, thirty points, everyone says, Oh well, you know, Barca were gone and Sevilla are too far away and this, that and the other they go and win it by three points and all of a sudden it's like, Well how did you manage to do this so wrong? So you know, I think I think for, for them, they've kind of just gone about their business. I think you know they've just they've just kind of generally won and got results, and in the end, it's probably a bit of an underwhelming campaign for them as well. I would argue, unless they do something, you know, in terms of winning the Champions League, it's it's probably been quite hard for them to get motivated at times. I think and, until recently, when you know, Bars looked to be under a bit of a resurgence, but. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think this will go down in their history books. But at the same time, you, you know, you, you can't argue with the numbers. Yeah. That they've put up, and They're just getting driven forward by really solidly good, dependable. I mean, it's ridiculous to call Modric dependable and Cruz dependable and Benzema dependable. But what I mean is you can depend on them to just be good when they play, if not better than that. And I think that's kind of been the difference between what we've shown in flashes and what they show kind of most of the time, if not all the time.
0: Yeah, it's a good point. I I think also, too, just in the league in general, I think it's kind of been a down season, too, as well, I think, across the board. You know, I think... Uh, if we look at Atletico Sevilla, there's, they've had flashes too, but unable mm. to be consistent. And you know, there is something just to it, right? I mean, the league is, is a marathon, right? As we as we 100%. talk about, yeah. And so, you know, kudos to them to manage it. Ancelotti, I saw pictures of him that were pretty funny of him uh, smoking cigars with the, <laughs> with the players. So that was that was pretty funny. Ancelotti, you know, uh, Ancelotti's just like uh, I respect him as a manager because because he's has you know he's been all over the world, you know, in Europe, uh, winning and and doing those things. And there's just something to the calming effect that he does uh for that team i mean you know this whole season uh in comparison to barcelona you just don't hear any of the same type of gossip uh behind the scenes as much with enchilada so he does a a really good job of man managing that team so all right enough enough uh, praise for madrid let's talk about tonight we just watched the match between mallorca barcelona got the three points they're in second place now by themselves uh, I just had a couple of things because we haven't talked in a couple of weeks and, you know, yeah. a lot, a lot's happened in this week. And I, I don't think there's really anything to highlight so much in this match as a, as a summary. I just want to touch on some points. Obviously the first thing I think is uh, the most important is Ansu coming back and getting mm. some minutes, but I, I want to talk about the striker situation. Cause I know obviously your love for Dembele, I already know where you're <laughs> going to go with this, but re- I, I'm more uh, questioning about Ferran and Memphis and let's mm. start off with Memphis. Do we, off the bat, in your gut, do you think we should sell him or do you think we should try to keep him and try to work him in some way? Uh,
1: yeah, that's basically the first question I want to ask. I, but will we start off with this conversation? Yeah, it's a good job we're not recording this because I imagine that my face <laughs> then was not, it was not a nice one. But, you know, I had a, fe- a feeling that you would ask me about this. And so I was, I was trying to kind of analyze it as the game was going on. And I found it really tough because I I can, I can only answer the question with a question which is it depends what we want to be next year. I think if we want to go and, you know, we want to go and bet the farm on trying to get back in the Champions League, inherently, I don't think he's the player that gets us there, if I'm being brutally honest. You know, is he someone... And I would put Aubameyang in the same conversation. That's kind of where I got to it was, do I think either of them two takes a team to win a Champions League kind of as, as close to single-handedly as you ever can with one player post-Messi? And I think the answer is to, to both of them is no. However... As much as I think, you know, we are a we are a club who should always be aiming to be in that top tier. I don't think anyone has a right to be there, but we should certainly that should be our benchmark. Oh, I really <laughs> struggle with the con. I really struggle with the concept that we're going to all of a sudden just go and throw loads of money at something this year. So I think, for me personally, and I'm, I'm expecting this to be an unpopular opinion, would I be content with another season of bedding these players in and only changing players who are inherently debt? detrimental what we're trying to do i.e both of our full backs i'd be all right with it i'd be all right with memphis out wide and ansu out wide and obamiang through in the middle and heaven forbid if he if it's not ridiculous even getting dembele still if it's not ridiculous but i i don't see anything that suggests that those players will win as a champions league so i think it depends it depends what we want next year it depends what the aim is is my is my long-winded and <laughs> non-committal answer what about yourself I don't know. I'm I'm
0: I'm confused. I I thought you know after the Classico, we had some answers. You know I felt like we were on a good run, and these last couple of weeks, it, I I'm just in a loss because yes, I feel that we are trending up as we always say under Chavi, yep. but it's kind of one of those things. Is like with this roster, do you think Chavi can get another ten percent out of them with the off season? That's that's kind of where. I want to start with that. And then on top of that, like, I just don't know, like with Memphis, I just, yeah, like you said, like he had a great run today, scored the goal. Uh, We got a question here from one of our patron uh, members, Carlos, and just asking, is he our new left winger? I mean, again, I, he has flashes, right? But I just, it's the inconsistency that we're seeing in these last couple of weeks. That's kind of bothering me about what's going behind the scenes in training, coaching and strategy. What, what, what say you do you think like do you i don't want to pile on saying that chubby's a bad coach i'm just saying right. you know there's uh like the one consistent thing i've been seeing is the lack of defense
1: <laughs> yeah example, it's you know it, like this <laughs> is difficult though right because it, it yeah so it, 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 all, it all comes down to conceptual football doesn't it and you might have to indulge me a bit here because this could this could drag but i'll try and make it as succinct as i can again Apologies for, for making it a two-club podcast, but if we look at Celtic this season, great example, and I, I think I've thrown in a few mentions over the season. I've certainly said it to people who, who I work with who are Celtic fans that I see a lot of similarities between what Ange Postacoglu was doing at Celtic, what Pep did at Barca when he came in, albeit at a very different standard, and again what Xavi's going to have to do here, which is that those managers had to come in and change significantly dreadful morale in lots of players, a lot of key players, there's going to have to be churn of bodies. The difference being that, you know, Chabi's doing it mid-season or trying to change things mid-season. The other two got the start of the season. And then it's also getting a new a new style and player football in terms of learning new concepts and being comfortable with those concepts is the key one. And I, I think for Ange Postacoglu, it took him probably a third of the season before it started to look like players were doing it naturally. We lost some games. There was a lot of stake. People were saying sack by Christmas, blah, blah, blah. If you remember Pep start, again, it took a long time, even for players who grew up in, quote, unquote, this system. And I think Xavi's trying to do that. So I think the flashes we see is probably where we'll end up. The things where it goes bad, I think it's just a breakdown in people not being comfortable in terms of that split-second decision-making. If you look at the amount of times our fullbacks, for example, Will just play the ball inward without even thinking about it, which is inherently against what we're trying to do. It's because that's ingrained in them, and you need to unlearn and then learn. So I think, do I think things are going on? I, I do because you can see it. Chavi's having to walk five steps backwards before he can walk three steps forwards. And that'll take time. In terms of getting extra out of the out of the squad, I think if we're looking at t- getting an extra 10% out of the squad, that's replacing one player who's performing badly for another, which is you do the full-back shooting theory, getting 20% already, right? And I think you've also got other players that are bedding in. We haven't seen much of our best players together. Um, so we haven't seen, for example, a run of games properly with Ansu and Pedri, both fit, both on form, both firing, both comfortable. We haven't seen a run of games where we have Two wide players play well at one time. We've we've seen flashes of Dembele, we've seen flashes of Memphis, we've seen flashes of Luke. We haven't seen a real consistent run of all of these players getting it right. We've we've been very disjointed in the middle. I know we've we, we take a lot of pride this year in terms of Gavi and Nico coming through, but how unsettled has the middle of the park been for what is a generally a fairly solid area? I mean, even when it's bad, it's been solidly bad, and we knew he was going to play. And I think again, it sent a, a sent a well. In fact, across the defense, we've got some serious questions. I think I think Garcia, for me, is is a win this season, but he's a win at a different level to I think a lot what a lot of people expected. Like he's performing where I think he should be expected to perform, but because he, at times he's been covering other players, it's been difficult for him. PK has been I think PK has overperformed this year. We probably can't expect that again next season. Looking at his injury, cadence. Longley probably needs to think about his options, and we probably do as well. Um, you know, we, we need we need to replace fullbacks and that again for Chavi's style of play is so drastically important to what we do. So, long answer, I did say indulge me. I think mm-hmm. I, I think Chavi is hundred percent taking us down the right path. It will take time. Maybe maybe the preseason won't be enough, but I think we're getting there. You don't just turn up and outplay in a classical like that for for by an accident, but at the same time we, we need to expect the rayo results while he's while he's fixing this until he's got the bodies, and that's where I think to me you don't gamble on somewhere like the front three where we've got bodies that should be okay when you've got such glaring holes elsewhere in the team so if it means going and spending 150 million on a striker to replace memphis i just don't see the upside of that yeah you you want to replace a seven for an eight okay do it but why don't we go and place a refi replace a five for an eight so yeah that's that's my take on it i definitely think that we've got a really interesting exciting season ahead of us next summer ahead of us and i think chavi's taken us there but this season was always going to be tough i think it's actually been less tough than what a lot of us could have maybe should have expected
0: all right i'm 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 on board with you i mean i'm on board there i i just have a couple things you know like do we need do we need to have a three forward system Mm. like for example like you know, you just talked about the lack of midfield. Maybe we we rotate, put another midfielder in there. So I don't know, something like this. I'm I'm just thinking out loud, obviously. Uh, just because the way our, especially with Aubameyang and Memphis, who could maybe thrive better in a two forward system with the two of them up the middle more. I don't know, be more direct. I mean, I just like today. I was I was thinking about like, why is it hard for me to watch the midfield to do what they do, and and I don't know if it's just. Like the, and again, I don't know if it's just energy movement going back to the ball. Like I just don't see that enough, right? Like a lot of times we're trying to string passes away, and we're I don't know. I there's something missing, and I and I don't know if it's the players or the coaching or strategy or whatnot. Where and I and I obviously I know Liverpool is a machine right now. Okay, I know they're a machine, but they have you know a lot of things that we like to watch as Barca fans, right? The mm-hmm. passing, the movement and stuff. So why is it that they're able to take advantage of their opportunities uh better than us? Obviously they have good obviously they have yeah. better converting forwards, but I'm saying like I just I wanna see more I don't know, directness off counters, you know? I don't want us to wait so much, uh things like that because I just don't think we're good enough right now just to hold possession to create this perfect goal. And yeah. I don't know. I'm I just
1: I think you know I, Sorry, to interrupt you there. I think yeah. I think a lot. Of, I think a lot of us holding on to possession at the minute isn't isn't deliberate, and I think Liverpool's a great guy. Actually, at the minute. Uh, you know I watched them play. Uh, God, what day we on today? Is it Sunday? Did it yesterday? Yeah, they, played, yeah, they did <laughs> play yesterday against Newcastle. A uh, good game actually. Um, but yeah, let's look at it. There's a lot of things that you, as you've said that we want to see and we did see, but if you look at let's break them down a bit. They've got two highly mobile fullbacks. But they can also cross a ball. They can also pick a pass. They're also pretty footballing and intelligent. I would argue Trent probably a little bit more than Robertson, even though he's a a god, obviously, and he's one of the few Scottish people that, um, you know, you you could probably put in the elite level at the minute. But, you know, so, so that instantly, if we look at who's generally out wide for them, that instantly gives them an overlap, an underlap. It means they can play the ball backwards to someone who's generally in the right place. And that th- th- them two players are comfortable both running that players and taking the ball at feet and the recycling it. At the minute I'd argue we don't have that. We used to. We don't have that anymore. Alba isn't that player anymore. And I don't I mean, who is our yeah. current best right back? No idea. Anyway, that that is so fundamental to any team that wants to keep a lot of the ball, recycle it, move into spaces, That fullback is, is key. I mean, um, Again, I'm sorry it's not deliberate, but Ange Postacoglu gave a great kind of rundown when he was talking about fullbacks. He inverted a fullback, which in inverted these fullbacks, which in Scotland is like it's like when the wheel was invented. Honestly, people think it's like <laughs> seeing fire for the first time, but you know he was, he was talking about the importance of fullbacks in the modern game, and he said that it's it's the trigger that starts the press from both teams. It's the it's the outball when you're stuck. It's also the hardest position to get right because generally, if you get it wrong, you've got one channel to hit it to, and that person's probably outnumbered. I think we're seeing a lot of that. Let's go out through Liverpool. I swear you've also got fullbacks again, comfortable on the ball, don't don't lose much over the top because one they're massive and two they're rapid. I think we've been fairly fairly light, if not ropey, at centre half. Again, doesn't instil much confidence if you're you're not certain that you can press in the right positions. If you think your defence is going to get caught out and get ran past, not good. We never used to have that. We used to have very mobile fullbacks uh, centre halves in the middle again Liverpool's midfield is so solid so tight so consistent they move in, they move on block thrown a bit of french at you there
0: yeah.
1: um for our continental <laughs> listeners no but they, they you know again if you used to see that pivot um pivot of busquets around xavi and iniesta they you know they they would move collectively we don't see that. I think we see quite disparate play now. And I mm-hmm, think we're asking mm-hmm. we're asking players to almost do two jobs at times, Which, especially when you've got young players in there. It's going to be really hard. And then from a forward perspective, Liverpool have got people that can go in behind yeah. you, that can come back and deep and pick up the ball. They're comfortable at both and you don't know who's going to do what. We used to see that David Villa was the master at it. Is he going to go beyond you or is he going to come and sit between the lines? Who knows? And that means defenders have to second guess. Sure. At the minute, we aren't quite there. But I think we can be. I think we absolutely can be. The fullbacks are going to be key to what we do next year because it, they stop everything when it breaks down, pretty much, uh, unless individuals have really bad decision making errors. But they stop everything and they don't start it quick enough again. The fullbacks are going to be fundamental. Barca have never had fullbacks as bad as this in the time that I've been watching Barcelona. It's awful. And it's so fundamental. There's, there's no reason, um, sorry, there's no secret. Why one of the reasons that Jurgen Klopp seems so happy in the end of his games is because his fullbacks have contributed massively. It's such a, it's such an underrated position. Yeah,
0: yeah. And and I've been screaming for the last couple of weeks that 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 needs to be the focus this this off season is to get quality. I would say well-priced you know nothing nothing like for example you know we've been hearing rumors uh about Marcos alonso like that to me scares me scares me tremendously because it's like just a name you know that yeah and and he's so old like we can't can't be trying to rent you know Get these older guys to play one season, then we're stuck with their contract for three years afterwards. You know that's not yeah. the way to do business.
1: It doesn't make no. sense, does it? You know, I, you know I, I wrote a blog at the weekend. I know you've seen it, but uh, shout out www.practicalpresales.com for anyone who is uh, in the presales world. Probably no one, but we'll go with it. Uh, <laughs> but I, you know, one of my points it was about delivering technical demonstrations of software. And one of my points was if you can't answer, so what? After you've made a point, your point doesn't belong there. And now we're going to sign Marcos Alonso. So what? Well, he's Spanish. Yeah. Nice hair. He, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> que- que- questionable criminal history. Correct. Um, but yeah, so, so what? So what? What's, what does Marcos Alonso give us that Jordi Alba doesn't accept maybe a year fresher? Like, so what? That's where I would be. That's where I'd be rolling the dice as a fullback position. Alonso, yeah, don't do it. It's just a name. We've been there. We've tried it with these names. Danny Alves is a name. Jordi Alba now is a name. It's like, you know, there's a reason that they flirted with bringing friends back and then stopped. Like, yeah, it had its yeah, moment. Yeah. It was amazing. Don't don't rerun it. Don't run it back. Don't do it.
0: Another thing, just to talk about the the midfield. I just, you know, like, you, you brought up a great point because I, I saw a video clip uh, about the 2008. Uh, I think they were playing against Arsenal where they just had, like, the possession for five minutes straight. But it was just like oh, Arsenal totally. had, like, yeah, Arsenal had no idea what was going on. Yeah. One of the things I obviously, you know, take this in, in context, obviously, we're talking about, obviously, the prime of, of this team, you know, with Iniesta, Xavi, Busquets, yeah, yeah, yeah. Messi and everything. But one of the things that really caught me is, you know, like in tonight's match... When I'm watching them play at the note, one of the things that we always had was like the dimension of the field, right? The spacing mm-hmm. of the field was to our advantage because we were always moving. Just like you said, we were moving like a congealed uh, triangle going through the things. And it didn't feel like people were always looking for another pass. It was there, right? Because it was this understanding of like we're going to the ball. And again, I think this is one of the things that's lacking. I understand we're asking a lot or I'm asking a lot from these young players like Nico and Gabi and stuff. But again, I it's 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 a small thing, just like like you said, the underrated thing about the fullback, you know, leading up to all these great things that's gonna to happen to our attack and on defense. It's just like these little minor things that I'm I'm still seeing that I want to see improvement and I'm not seeing that yet. Because like tonight, for example, you know, Busquets is like doing the same thing he's always done with the pendulum passing, but I was I feel like sometimes He's making passes of more than 10 yards, you know, more than 12 yards, you know, this type of thing where before it was always three, four quick touches moving. But mm-hmm. well, while they were moving for the attack, right, to do that. And I think those are the, the, the things that we're looking uh, that I'm still looking for just to see an improvement, you know, obviously. And obviously yeah. with this preseason, this these are the things I'm looking for. Um, we just got a question from Ethan, another patron. Um, he asked. You know, obviously, I was saying, should we go two forward? But he's asking, uh, what's your best front three going forward? Obviously, this <laughs> is under, under health, right? And again, it's like, God. this is this is the thing. This is the thing, cheers, right? Cheers, it's... Ethan. <laughs> he did say he loves when we're both on. So he, mm. he did have a caveat with that. Take, take, the, take the win on that one. Eh? The thing is, I, I don't really know if there's a best three. You know, that's that's the problem. You know, like, obviously, it, when we saw what the Classico, you know, that's when it was all Gelling together, and it's really hard to take that moment of the Classico out of the whole data uh, that we've been seeing. Because, like for example, my next topic I want to hit is Ferran Torres. On Friday, we got a great question with Carlos, where he's like, "What's the deal with Ferran Torres?" I mean, he hasn't scored since the Classico. and today he had a sloppy goal that was that was ruled offside, so oh, that got so cancelled. But I mean,
1: for, for the sake of football, I'm glad that got you, like, <laughs> horrendous.
0: <laughs> we were talking earlier about uh, how you went to watch American football today. That was probably the equivalent of like that slot. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Like we're just like slot. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. So again, I I don't know how I I guess my front three, especially if Dembele staying, I would say maybe Dembele, Ferran, and pff, uh, I don't know Aubameyang. I mean, I don't. I see your face. I know. That, I don't like. I don't want to see Dembélé after the season because I just think it's going to be too expensive. And again, as we just talked about with Benzema, I goals can't. goals yeah. is the thing. Goals is what you measure an attacking person. Like I, at see,
1: t- see, I don't. I don't like. This is the thing. I, I'm. I don't even think I need that from him, which is bizarre. Like, this. This yep. is how low I've got in terms of my benchmark. Right. I just. <laughs> I just. I just need him to not over or under hit every pass cross or shot he ever takes I, I just need him to not do that for a bit that would be good no i think for me i can't trust him so for me dembele not in there okay. i think i said it before i would rather have a ford that runs every day than a ferrari that runs once a month i understand the ferrari is the better engineered car i need something to get me to work and to get me the shops for milk and tea bags so dembele <laughs> would be gone for me i think i feel like we've got to be very Careful to just assume what Ansu Fatty looks like now. He's a, yeah. he's a long, yeah, yeah. a long time out. But let's assume it's the fact that we more love. I think I would stick. I think I would stick him on the right. I th- think I would stick Memphis on the left, and I think I would put. Tom... If you if ask me about who's going to start next week, I would put Abamyang through the middle. I think next season I would I would back Ferran after a preseason. There's a player in there. You don't you don't do yeah. what he's done and go where he's gone without it. He needs to acclimatise, and I think it's very easy to think, oh well, he's he's Spanish, he'll go back and be okay. I think he needs to acclimatise to the team and to the system. I think for me, if it was next week, it would be Memphis Abamyang and Sufati. That's left to right, obviously, because people can't see the hand gestures I'm doing. <laughs> that we aren't recording this. Um, for next season, I would swap Bamiyang out uh, for Antu uh, for, for Antu Would have got myself shot there. Uh, for um, for Ferran, I would, put, I would put Ferran through the middle, and I would have Aubameyang as almost that potluck. Put him on. At that point, you can start discussing going four four two or four five one. At that point, you can put him in probably all three positions, and you'll get relatively the same return i think him and him and torres work really well together i think the last time we spoke properly i was saying that between them you get one kind of super striker but you put a third person in and it, and it disrupts that yeah so I yeah, think, yeah, yeah. I, I, th- I think your 4-4-2 strikers if we play that are are them two in a front three i would um I, w- I would play what i've just said and if for every reason we have to go one up top you one up top man's probably memphis as well isn't it really Unless you're just slinging balls in the box, in which case Luke probably has a reason to hang around. But it's com- yeah, it's it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a complex combination of options that aren't actually what you want, isn't it? No exactly,
0: and and that's the thing. That's what makes it so confusing because you know, we if we pull ten other people, ten other Kool-Aid's, they're going to say probably nine other different front threes that they want. You know, oh, they've belly- all of them
1: Just exa- me, <laughs> rock, rocking in the corner, shaking. <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, I mean, again, you know, I'm just, I'm looking at his stats right now. You know, obviously the last goal he scored was at Athletic Bilbao on uh, February 27th. Who's this, sorry? uh, Athletic Bilbao, Dembele scored.
1: Dembele, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And then obviously he's been more fruitful with the assist, right? So obviously you could say as a winger assist, you know, he's been more consistent. Uh, I like your analogy, more of the car than the Ferrari with assist. Mm. But again, I agree with you completely about, you know, in this system you cannot be sloppy with the ball you just can't you just cannot be sloppy you have to be fun i mean you know i was talking with a friend of mine about pedro you know and pedro was not the highest price winger we ever had but man he did all the great things that we needed you know he pressed he didn't turn the ball over he scored when he needed to you know and, and, and very underrated now we always try to upgrade it right with the sexier uh, free agent signing but man it, you know in those years he was so solid and, again, there's just something to it about, like you said, just the consistency across the board about the, of those matches, uh, of those games. So I, if I had to pick a front three, I would probably do something like... Uh, obviously, I would take Ansu out because we don't know uh, what's going to happen. Uh, I would just say Memphis, Yang and Ferran Torres. I would just roll those three, have them try to work together, figure With it Ferran out. Ferran going out wide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I just, again... The thing is, uh, do I think Memphis is better on the left hand side as like a quote unquote left winger like he was tonight than Ferran? Yes, I think he is. But then, like, I don't want. I think Ferran is still important because of all the other things he does on the on the field. And if you take that away, it's you know, I don't know. It's 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 confusing because the other thing too with Ferran that I he's just not. He's not selfish enough as a striker, and I, that worries me sometimes.
1: I think that's uh, a confidence issue. I, yeah, I, I, think so. I think, yeah, I think you see, you are seeing a man with a lot of weight on his shoulders at the minute because you don't get to that. I'm throwing massive or something. You don't get to that level without having. No, no, no. I realize that. You no, know, he, he he looks to me like he's trying to take a touch too many, one player too many, get in the right position. You know, he's trying to find the perfect shot. Whereas sometimes, you know, I think you know, I must have had this before where. Just hit the ball.
0: Yeah, yeah. Of, yeah. Come on, chin,
1: someone's shin, someone's ass. It can rico- ricochet ricochet. Goals are goals, and sometimes all you need is that kind of one goal to go. And I think, you know, I've been kind of waiting for get for him to get his goal and then kick on like that. And he doesn't kind of seem to be there. So I, I think it's a comfort thing. I, I think, I think I'll come good. You know, I think this is a tricky season, and it comes good. I could prove to be so wildly wrong on that, but I, th- I think he's the person that we end up relying on to get us that 15 goal a season tally where you know he scores goals that other people kind of won't really do mm-hmm. um i just hope that this, whatever goes on this season doesn't knock him too much because there's, there's a hunt i was so excited when we signed him there's a player in there there really is he's just not confident but again you know if you look at the service that a lot of these strikers get from us at the minute it's like it's just crap at <laughs> the time I'm trying not to be negative but the amount of just wasteless cross balls in the day was awful like just awful
0: yeah again it's 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 the prey and spray of, of middle crossing that just drives me nuts you know it's yeah. What it's always funny to me because, like, you know, as I always say, these people are, are professionals. I get that. And I know that kicking a ball is not always 100% accurate. The fact that they can do it 80 to 70% is amazing. But man, just look up.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's you all it's what, like. You know, what my, my biggest pet here in football <laughs> is so you get a set piece, right? And you send your two center halves. Oh. Sixty yards up the pitch. Correct. I know. And, 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 you, and then you clip a little. You clip a Correct. little six, sixty-degree wedge in there. Beat doesn't it? Doesn't beat the first man. And these absolute monsters have to go and run back. I hate it. And we might have time to do Correct. that today. And I think, you know, I, I don't think that we're seeing. To bring the point back, it was going somewhere. I don't think what we're seeing is Bamiyang and Ferran, especially because of because the, of their sort of games. But even even with Memphis and. Even at times then Belly, because he's had an out behind them all season. Um, what we're not seeing is is them with levels of service that we just can't explain why they're not doing better. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. this is this isn't a a Munir or a Sandro conversation where you've got Messi putting five balls a game into them and they're just falling over their own feet and you know, the ball trickles out or whatever. What we're seeing is is inherently nothing behind them down the wings and you know what's coming in. Including from within their own cohort there, it's generally pretty crap. So I think I think it's hard to judge them truly, especially Ferran and Obama Yang. We'll see where we go, but yeah, going back to my original point, my I would be more than happy despite just slating them for 10 minutes, however much of this gets makes the edit, I don't know. But despite me whinging for 10 minutes about them, I also would be more than content not throwing 150 million at someone in the summer. I just think there's bigger needs.
0: Yeah, not, yeah for they, sure.
1: they, they aren't bad enough that they're costing us trophies. They're just at times costing us comfortable wins.
0: Yeah, it's a good point. And again, I, we need to spend the money in defense. I mean, we need I if if we do not get a left fullback, I will flip the F out because Jordi Alba needs someone to push him because again, he made that great assist, so I'll give him credit off the bat with that, obviously. But man, how many other times was he just he almost gave up the goal back you know, I just feel like he's almost on the champions tour like in golf, you know? Like <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he just wants to do the assist, but he doesn't want to do the work for the defense, right? And again, defense is really difficult and it costs a lot of energy. I get that. I'm not I'm not I'm not faulting him, you know? Like for example, if I were to go play right now, you know, I'm I'm going to be walking around a lot and I'm not going to be putting the effort I once did 10 years ago to play on defense cuz that shit it Costs a lot of energy, you know, to do that. And but we desperately need a left fullback to push Jordi Alba and a right fullback because those, you know, if we get two to three, that can be kind of interchangeable. Some depth that's definitely going to help the team going forward. Because then,
1: see, 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 this terrifies me. Right? You just said there, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not about to start just drive by in what you've just said, right? But you just said we need a left back to push Jordi Alba. No, 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 no. We need a left back so Jordi Alba doesn't play anymore. <laughs>
0: That yeah, but, but, but but the me. thing is, but
1: the thing is, that's not going to happen. Why though? Because Why though? Like, we, we've because let better players in him go. Recently. I know
0: that. I know that. But Chabi just like they they can't afford they can't afford a fullback to replace him. That's the first thing. They're going to get a fullback either that's going to create depth or just to kind of push him for the. but there's not going to be anyone to replace him that's
1: wild like just it just can't so like be the case.
0: so like for example uh you know the big the the hottest rumor is that they're going to sign uh javi Gal- galan from celta vigo mm-hmm. right
1: mm-hmm.
0: and but does he fully replace alba I, I don't know
1: let's let's go through a decision matrix here can he run yeah <laughs> In two directions in the space of three minutes, because if you can go both ways within within a few minutes of each other, that's a step forward. Has he remembered how to pass? Like Jordi Alba, I love and adore the man. He's done things do to his club that will be historic, right? But there is a time where everyone has to stop, and the bad thing of for geordie albert and i get it is that he plays in a position where he's got to cover acres and acres and acres of ground, but when you can't do it stop and that's where we are with him right so simply getting someone mobile like there's three things we need for this person to do can he cross the ball can he defend and can he run two directions give me two out of the three and it's and it's an upgrade on where we are i'm, I'm not bothered I'm, ra- I'm not bothered which one's missing
0: I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. those, but, players,
1: like, those players exist. We're not trying I, to find. I know that, Jordi Alba.
0: I know this, but it, it's just this idea too of the of the loyalty that Xavi has to these, you know, these, you know, these Vaca, you know, these Vaca Sagradas. You know, these. Is it, like, is
1: it loyalty or is it? Well, we're going to see this you know, off season, right? We're going to see this offseason. Right? Here, here's one for you. Maxwell, shout out, shout out our amazing group. Maxwell got a shout out last week. Maxwell is is, is an absolute stud. Maxwell looked average in that Barca side. Maxwell would look like the second coming in in this current team. That's what we need. We don't need to go and sign, never going to happen, right? But we don't need to go and sign Andy Robertson for however many millions of pounds that was. We just need to find someone who can take a ball, move the ball, run forward, run back, put a tackle in, not be a liability. Give me two of them on either side of the pitch and this team is infinitely better surely surely that we've got the money the resources and the brains to go and find two people that can do that that shouldn't be a hard commodity i'm um, i'm i'm there with you you know if i was coaching i would i
0: would have that's my number 1 number 2 number 3 number 4 targets for this off season you know but the thing is we are going to see the loyalty after this off season with chavi with with alba because the thing is he you know, obviously he played with him, he he has confidence in him what he can you know what he does and so forth. But man, like you're telling me like Serginho Des couldn't have pushed him more and tried, you know, oh, the, God, no. The,
1: God no, you God, know, no, like no 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 that that man that man is not a defender. Um but he, he moves he, he, Two out the three, man. <laughs> That's man.
0: what I am saying. He's got
1: one out the three. And he Crossing t- In the words of Meatloaf, two out of three ain't bad. Not in the (laughs) words of Meatloaf, one out of three shouldn't be a professional footballer. Anyway, I'm going to make a prediction for you. Shout out, Meatloaf. Um, I'm going to make a prediction for you. Jordi Alba remains one of our four captains next season, but plays less than half of our league games. The loyalty loyalty will be shown to him in the same way that I believe Sergio Roberto is getting it now, which is contract extensions, PR, having him around because you need him, but not not giving him more than he deserves in terms of playing time. Jordi Albert is amazing to have around for his experience. I think he'll be rewarded in ways that don't involve as much playing time as he's got. Rewarding Jordi Albert this age to keep him in his home city, where his family are, where they're settled, at one of the greatest clubs in the world, and paying him a lot of money at the end of the day, that that's loyalty. Putting him out to just get rinsed time after time the minute we play against speedy opposition correct. I don't think that's likely I think Xavi at the minute is is very much hamstrung by certain decisions he has to take I honestly don't think we would see some of the midfields put together by Xavi if he could avoid it but he has to throw these kids in and I think what we'll see with people like PK is the only one that I'm not really sure on because there's times this season where PK has looked like his old self there's been times where he's looked like an old man so I don't know what you do with that one but I think Busquets has another year in him in Chabi's eyes. In my opinion, oh, I think Busquets probably is the thing that he tries to build. I can see your face; no one else can. I get it, right? <laughs> what, what I'm trying to say is, there's a lot of kids that we need to put in this team. There's going, to be, there's going to be some more new bodies, probably. I think Busquets stays with the aim that everything pivots around. Like he's the fulcrum of the wheel. The f- wheels are fulcrum. Yeah, anyway, yeah. There's a saying there somewhere. I just can't remember what it is. But he, <laughs> he, he's he's the fulcrum of the system, right? And it's the aim is that he is the one constant. I think PK probably sees less time. Alba I think has to see less time. Um, I think Roberto gets another year and will become a classic utility player, will get oh, less yeah. time. You know, that's what that's where I think the loyalty is. And I think there's a lot of people that have been there a wee while that are going to get shipped out. Like Longley doesn't have a future there, Umtiti doesn't have a future, like you know, I think I think the loyalty will surprise people, but yeah, that that like Xavi is a clever man. He knows what work, what's working, what isn't. Remember, he was also there when Pep got rid of Deco, when Pep got rid of Eti, yeah, yeah, yeah. when Ibra was shifted out because it because yeah. it wasn't working. Slightly different scenario. Like Xavi's seen some big players go in the name of success. I don't believe that the one person I think he would have been blinded by is two is Messi and Iniesta if they were there, but they're not. Yeah. so I so I don't see it. I think a contract extension with far less playing time is what Alba needs, and I think that's what we'll see. Massive speculation.
0: <laughs> I mean, I I just don't know if this team can be serious title contenders if we're relying on Busquets. That's that's all. I just, I just, wa- I just want to move off of him. I I just, I love him, but I I want to see just youth. I just want to see something else. I. To me, yes, he can still do the things he kind of does, but he can't do it consistently through the whole season. And I'd rather have him be the closer. That's
1: yeah, I, I know. I know what you're saying. I just think. I just think if we're being realistic, that's the hardest position for us to ever replace because of how much he's done over the years. Like I know, but so but, like,
0: so but at I, what point? But at what point you you're going to have to pull the bandaid? Like that's just going to have yeah, to happen. I think you know?
1: I think that has to happen when there isn't just grenades going off around. <laughs> like you know you you take busquets out when for example you've got a settled two in front of him two full backs either side of him that that can be the out the quick trapdoor outlet ball two centre halves behind him that are consistent then you can take him out you can't do that now and i think the centre we are a centre half away from being comfortable the midfield after another Pre-season, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, I think will solidify. I think we're actually okay in centre midfield. We just need, we just need to bed these people. In. They're so young. We just need to yeah, bed yeah, them yeah. in. Two half-decent fullbacks coming in, and you can, you, you can, you can play the Busk Busquets risk card right now. Busquets, I believe, is bizarrely, considering how his performances have dropped a lot, Busquets is saving us significantly more damage than he's costing us. Which I think is indicative of what's going on either side behind and. Less so in front of him, but certainly the side. Because again, the, the, without going back around the fullback conversation, all of the out balls the midfield used to have, and all of the things that took people away from going two against one and our midfield players, all because we stretched the pitch with our fullbacks. The minute that collapses, we're just we're awful. We're effectively playing within a thirty-yard corridor. It's vertical. It's like playing balls, man. It's like yeah, we're not playing the game we used to. And so that's where I think you need Busquets experience to be able to recycle the ball. And yeah, he gets caught out, but look what's going on around him at times. Of course, he is. Like, get the other stuff around Busquets sorted, and then you can take him out. You know, he's like the earth wire in the plug. I can't even wire a plug. I don't know why I'm going down this slide. But he's the, <laughs> at the minute, he's the earth wire. And eventually, you need to replace it. But he's the thing that's keeping us from getting electrocuted at the minute, a lot of the times. Get two full-backs in, allow that system to truly work the way it's intended to with overlapping full-backs, without balls, with being able to press in numbers, with being able to stretch, stretch teams so that they can't go two against one against our greater players, then take them out, rest in whatever. But right now, that just can't happen yeah in my is, in my humble opinion this is
0: why i love talking about this stuff because it's just like football manager you know 2022 you know oh, it's you amazing just, isn't it i would be so good yeah. if, if it was in my
1: head it became reality i'd be worth a fortune man
0: <laughs> again you know this this is the thing is that you know uh it's the hardest thing to do to transition off and continue to win at this high level and to find Correct. what you do you know and so you know uh the planning beforehand just wasn't obviously the greatest and this is we're paying the price of all this and again we you have your theories i have my theories and yeah we you know we just want to see you know i just i just want to see just hunger uh more hunger from these guys to just stomp teams and i just and, and again i know it's a confidence thing and it's all those things but again it's just i, I want these guys to have a swagger and and I know it comes with, you know, especially like after the Classico, they they, they had that swagger, you know, and yeah. and just like that from the international break, it just vanished, you know, from there. So. Uh, all right, Craig, it's late. Um, thanks for joining me, as always I, I always. I always enjoy our football conversations. Um, have a good week and we'll talk soon.